from the Heidelberg Catechism, we read together Lord's Day 39. What does God require in the fifth commandment? That I show all honor, love, and faithfulness to my father and mother and to all those in authority over me. Submit myself with due obedience to their good instruction and discipline, and also have patience with their weaknesses and shortcomings, since it is God's will to govern us by their hand. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, this afternoon we deal with the fifth commandment which teaches children to honor and obey their parents. For children and young people, this is probably one of the least liked commandments. The general commandment to honor your father and mother is okay. But once we learn that this requires us to obey our parents, and to submit to them, we struggle. It's hard to listen to what our parents tell us to do, isn't it? And how many of you young people find it easy to submit to the instruction and to the discipline of your parents? For us, it's easy to see the fifth commandment as being restrictive, Our sinful human nature doesn't like being told what to do. As kids, we grumble when mom or dad assigns chores for us to do. We are experts at the that's not fair arguments, feeling like our parents are showing favoritism to our siblings while they're picking on us. As young people, we want to be independent We don't like the restrictions that our parents sometimes put on us. It's hard for each one of us to submit to the authorities that God places over us, whether it be our parents, our teachers, our elders, or our governments. Beloved, we need to remember that God's commandments are more than just rules to live by. God has given us his commandments for our benefit. In keeping them, there is great reward. Not only that, but God's commandments teach us something about himself. For example, in forbidding murder, God shows us that he is the God of life. In commanding us not to steal, God teaches us that he is a bountiful God who loves to give good gifts to his children. Well, there's a similar lesson that we can learn from the fifth commandment. The fifth commandment is about submitting ourselves to those whom God has put in authority over us. In this commandment, God reveals something profound about himself. It is that he, as God, is sovereign. God is Lord and King over all. He rules over the entire universe, 
He holds each of our lives in his hands. As creator of all of mankind, God requires all people to submit to him. We know that in this dark world, many people refuse to do that. The Bible is clear that it's only on the final day when Christ returns that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess Jesus as Lord and King. Yet for us, as God's covenant people, the Lord teaches us how to respond to the grace that he has shown us in Jesus Christ. In the Ten Commandments, God makes clear how we are to live thankful lives for his redeeming grace. In the Fifth Commandment, the Lord teaches us that he is sovereign and that each one of us needs to submit our hearts and our lives to him. The practical way in which God teaches us this is by commanding children to obey their parents. By extension, this commandment teaches each one of us to submit with due obedience to the authorities that God has placed over us. And so I preach to you the word of God under the following theme. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. We'll consider the command to honor our father and mother and the promise that it will go well with those who obey. Boys and girls, young people, the fifth commandment is, in the first place, addressed to you. In it, the Lord commands, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. In New Testament times, Paul reinforced this teaching in his letter to the Ephesians. He gives instructions about our relationships together. Paul commands, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. I'd like to ask some questions. Boys and girls, do you have any rules in your home? Do you have rules about sharing toys with your brothers or sisters? Do you have any rules about not fighting or pinching or biting each other? Rules about helping to clean up or about what time you need to go to bed? Having rules is very important for every home. Rules teach us what is allowed and what's not allowed. Rules are meant to keep you safe. They're meant to protect you from harm. Sometimes we think it'd be great to live in a home where there were no rules. We could do whatever we wanted. We wouldn't have to do any chores and we could stay up as late as we wanted. But kids, do you think that would really work? If there were no rules, your brother could take away the toy that you were playing with. Your sister could get away with pinching or biting you. Would that be fair? How well do you think your school day would go if you were tired and grumpy because you didn't get enough sleep? Would that be fair to your teachers? Or your fellow students? I think we all know we need certain rules to live a happy life in God's service. 
And obeying our parents is hard. Children, I'd like you to think about the way you listen to your mom and your dad. Think about the way you go about and do your chores. Think about the way you react when you're asked to do a certain job. Do you obey and cheerfully clear the table or clean up the dishes? What if you're just on your way to go play Xbox or spend some leisure time on the computer? Do you listen to what your mom said? Do you do what she told you to do? Hey, young people, how do you respond to your parents' direction? Do you need to be told before you clean up your room? How do you react when dad tells you you're not allowed to go out with friends for the third night that week? What do you say when mom disapproves of the clothes you want to buy or wear? How do you react to your parents' commands? Do you complain? Do you argue? Do you mutter under your breath and show a lack of respect? It's hard for children to obey their parents, to listen to what mom and dad say and to do what they tell you to do. Do you understand why that's so hard? It's because what you want to do doesn't fit with what they tell you to do. At times there is a clash of wills, a clash of desires. When what parents tell you to do does not fit with what you want, you resist. You talk back. You argue. You find reasons why it's not fair. Anything to get your own way. Because you think that will make you happy. Most teenagers think they could do quite well without parental direction or supervision. Many of you think that your parents are living in the dark ages, that they have no clue about the challenges and the struggles you face in your lives. You want to be independent, to be your own boss, to make your own decisions in life. You second-guess mom and dad, and you think that your ideas are better than theirs. You resent what you feel are pointless directions that intrude into your quality of life. As teens, it's so easy to argue against what dad and mom say, to ignore and disobey their commands, to push to get the freedom you want to live life your way. And yet, beloved, God commands, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Children and young people are to obey their parents In the Lord. The words in the Lord indicate that your dad and mom's authority is limited. They would be wrong to demand things from you that are not in accordance with the word of God. If your parents command you to do sinful things, you don't have to listen. Above all else, we are required to be obedient to the Lord. For the Lord is the supreme authority in each of our lives. God commands children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. 
The words, for this is right, teach us that this belongs to the very nature of things. This is the way in which God designed the world to operate. God has given your parents authority. You need to listen to them and do what they say. Colossians 3 verse 20 says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. The reason why you as children are to obey your parents is that it pleases God to rule you by their hand. Paul does not just require children to obey their parents. Ephesians 6 verse 2 continues by stating, Honor your father and your mother. Here Paul repeats the fifth commandment. To honor literally means to give weight to or to value highly. Most parents do a lot for their children. They provide food and drink, shelter and clothing and a whole lot more. Parents love their kids. They pray over them. They want the best for them. Children, teens, recognize that your parents often make sacrifices for you. Show them the love and the loyalty that they are due. When called to obey, do so with gladness, with enthusiasm, with faithfulness, and respect. Please note that the fifth commandment requires you to honor your father and your mother. Both are worthy of your respect. Your mom, as much as your dad. Since, most mom, since moms are usually around children for much more time than dads are, and have to deal with this all the time, we often figure out their weaknesses and learn how to push their buttons. Your mom should never have to say to you, just wait till dad gets home. Give her the respect she is due. Children, I want you to know that you're not the only ones who are under authority. We're all under the authority of others. Parents have authority over you. But your parents are to be subject to the government, to the police, and the courts. God has placed elders in the church for the care of his people. He has given them authority over us all. It means that we all have someone over us. Each of us is under someone else. By nature, we don't like that under position. We don't mind having others under us and telling them what to do. We don't mind others around us. It's okay when elders comfort, encourage, or advise us but we don't like being told that what we're doing is wrong and that we need to change. Having someone over me goes against the grain of my sinful heart. Yet there's a reason why children are commanded to honor and obey their parents. It is in the family that we learn to submit to those in authority over us. The family is the basic building block of society. 
If children do not learn to do what they are told, to carry out their parents' commands, then they also will not submit to anyone else whom God has given authority over them. The disrespect and the lawlessness we face as society today comes from many families who have not taught their children to obey. In the Old Covenant, the command for children to obey their parents was to be strictly enforced. We read about how parents in Israel were to deal with a rebellious son. Deuteronomy 21 tells us that parents were to take a rebellious child who refused to submit to their discipline to the elders of the gate. They were to charge him with being rebellious and unwilling to submit to their discipline. If the elders found this to be true, they were to stone such a rebellious child to death. Shows that to God, rebellion against authority is as serious a sin as murder or adultery. Boys and girls, young people, if you do not learn to obey your parents when you are young, then you likely will not submit to anyone else when you are older. If you only do what you want to do when you feel like doing it, and your parents let you get away with that, then why would you be willing to listen to your teachers, your elders, the police, or judges later on in life? The end result of that kind of life is that you will not listen to the word of the Lord or heed God's commands. Now we all fall far short of what God requires of us in this commandment. If we examine our lives, we see that as children we often do not obey our parents or show them the honor and respect that they deserve. Each one of us will at times struggle submitting to the authorities God has placed over us. Yet there is hope for us. For we serve a Savior who did obey this command. Luke 2 records the story of how the Lord Jesus went up with his parents to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover feast. At the end of the feast, Joseph and Mary began to travel home. They went a day's journey with a group of other people, thinking Jesus was with them. But he had stayed behind in Jerusalem. After three days, they found him in the temple. Mary said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. Jesus gave his mom the reason. Did you not know that I must be in my father's house. Yet without arguing, Jesus went down to Nazareth with his parents. Luke notes that he was submissive to them. Although Jesus was the son of God, he submitted himself to sinful parents. He obeyed their commands. In this way, Jesus obeyed the will of God. He kept the law. That was necessary, for it's only in this way that Jesus could later offer himself as an acceptable sacrifice for our sins. If we love the Lord Jesus, then out of thankfulness we will heed his commands. 
we will honor and obey our parents and those whom God has put in authority over us. Brings us to our second point, and I'll consider the promise that it will go well with those who obey. The fifth commandment includes a promise. Paul highlights this in the first verses of Ephesians 6. He writes, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. We might question Paul's statement that this is the first commandment with a promise. When you read through the Ten Commandments, you'll see that the second commandment already has a promise in it. When God commands us not to make an idol or worship it, he promises to punish those who hate him, but to show steadfast love to thousands who love him and keep his commandments. So how are we to understand our text saying that this is the first command with a promise? The word translated first in Ephesians 6 can also mean foremost or most important. If translated that way, our text would read, Honor your father and mother, which is the most important command with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. The point Paul is making is that just as the first commandment is foundational for the first table of the law, so the fifth commandment is for the second table of the law. If you do not honor those in authority, you will not honor God. Then you also will not heed his commands not to murder or commit adultery or steal or give false witness or covet. If rebellion lives in your heart, you will not obey any of the commandments of God. So what is the promise God gives to those who honor their parents and all those in authority over them? God's promise is that it may go well with you and you may live a long life in the land. This is not a new promise. Deuteronomy 5.33 says, You shall walk in all the way that the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live, and that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land that you shall possess. Proverbs 3, verses 1 and 2 teaches, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Our reading from Proverbs 4 shows that obeying the instruction of our parents will lead to a long life and to many blessings. Various examples also make clear that God's curse came upon those who did not heed the instruction and discipline of their parents. Samuel's sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were priests who ministered before the Lord at Shiloh. They treated the Lord's offerings with contempt, taking choice portions of meat for themselves before they were offered to God, and sleeping with the women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. God's curse came on them. Both were killed by the Philistines on one day, in accordance with the word that God spoke through Samuel. Or think of some of the youths of Bethel, who came out of the town and mocked Elisha. They jeered him, saying, Go up, you bald head, go up, you bald head. Two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of them for their lack of respect for the Lord's prophet. 
Consider what happened to Absalom, who rebelled against his father David and tried to kill him and take the throne from him by force. While riding his donkey, his hair got caught in the branches of a tree, and David's men found him there. They killed him, so he died in a cursed death, hanging from a tree. These are all examples of people who were disobedient to their parents. Their lives ended in discredit, dishonor, and a premature grave. It doesn't always happen that children who disrespect their parents die young. Yet rebellion against parents and others in authority is ultimately rebellion against God. When you live in rebellion against God, you cannot share in the abundant life he gives. The opposite is also true. An obedient childhood leads to a virtuous manhood and an honorable old age. Consider Joseph, who honored God's command to obey those in authority over him. Joseph did so in Potiphar's household as slave and in jail as a prisoner. God blessed him richly. He made him ruler over the land of Egypt. He allowed him to see his children's children to the fourth generation. Consider David and Daniel and how the Lord blessed their obedience with well-being and a long life in his service. Of course, there are always exceptions to the rule. Think about Abijah, the son of Jeroboam, who died young. He was the only one in Jeroboam's family in whom anything good was found. He did not live a long life on this earth. The Lord took him home at a young age. Yet he was the only one in his family who received an honorable burial. The rest were eaten by the dogs or the birds of the air. (coughs) God's blessing rested on Abijah, even though he died young. The general patterns evident in the Old Covenant also apply today. God's word teaches us that we reap what we sow. Those who live rebellious lives often face trouble and sorrow as a result. Most of the assaults and murders in our city occur in the bars, the nightclubs, and on the streets, often late at night when people are drunk or high on drugs. Suicides are often the result of much sorrow and pain, that come from not living according to God's commands. Disobedience and dishonor promote a lack of discipline, which often leads to a lack of well-being and a shortened life. For us as Christians, the promises of the fifth commandment remain valid, yet they take on a deeper meaning. Generally, we see that those who honor and obey their parents are blessed with well-being and a long life on this earth. Yet at times, God's people do face much trouble. Some are severely persecuted for their faith. Then we need to remember that unlike the Israelites, Canaan is not our promised land. The earthly Canaan makes way for a heavenly inheritance. You see, beloved, this life is not the be-all and the end-all. When we live our lives in Christ, 
when we honor the authorities that he has placed over us, we may be confident we will share in the joy and glory our Lord has promised to all those who wait for his coming. God has promised that we will dwell with him forevermore on new heavens and a new earth. And thus, boys and girls, young people, our text sets before you both blessing and curse. Every day you have choices to make about whether or not you will obey your parents' commands. Every day you'll be, temp- you'll be faced with temptations to do what you want instead of what your parents tell you to do. Will you honor your father and mother? Or will you disrespect them? Beloved, each one of us faces the same question in terms of how we relate to our teachers, our elders, and the governing authorities. Disobedience and disrespect lead to death. But obedience and honor lead to life. Beloved, what pathway are you on? Amen. Let's respond to the gospel message by rising and singing together from Psalm 25. We'll sing stanzas 2, 3, and 6.